0: Well, welcome back to the Make Life Matter podcast. Guys, I'm so excited that today my special guest is Bethany Marshall. She's the family life pastor at the Transformation Church in Altoona, Pennsylvania. For the past 10 years, Bethany worked as a behavioral health worker in the mental health field, and she served alongside of her husband, Micah, in founding Refuge Youth Network. Bethany is also the founder of Daughters Conference, a conference birthed out of her heart for daughters from all generations. She is the author of two children's books, Pickles and Prayer, and Pineapples and Praise. That just came out. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Bethany is a graduate of the University of Valley Forge with a degree in pastoral counseling. She enjoys drinking good coffee and finding great deals at yard sales. Welcome, Bethany. I'm so excited to have you with me. Aw, thank you, Angela. I am so glad to be here. Well, we've known each other now for a few years. I think it's been almost a decade, maybe almost as long as you've been in full-time ministry, but um, you, you might be new to some of our listeners. So I just want you to kind of tell us more about who you are and your story. Oh, I would love to.
1: Yes, I think that we have known each other for almost a decade. If I could think back um, when I lived in Virginia, even, which was over a decade ago, Hmm. We um we go way back and I just am so thankful for this time with you today.
0: So yeah, I would you're saying way back and you're like the ripe old age of twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you can see just she's just the most adorable thing that's ever walked the face of the earth. And she's still the very young age. We were discussing you're right on the edge of that millennial, right? You're you're just yeah. three and yeah. And yet God is using you and your voice in this young generation in so many powerful ways. So I was laughing when you were like, yeah, we go way back. Yeah. You were, you were very young when you started in ministry and it's just, yeah. I love watching your journey. I loved watching, seeing how God has just continued to use you. So I feel like I've kind of had a front row seat, but for people who are, they're just now finding out about you. Yeah. Tell us this like arc over these last 10 years.
1: So right after Micah and I got married in 2010, we really prayed about where God wanted wanted to plant us in ministry. And we moved five months after we were married to Altoona, Pennsylvania. So we have been rooted here since 2010, and we are just so blessed to see what God is doing in our region, in our city, and in our county. So we just my husband's in full-time youth ministry. He's the director of a refugee network. And um, for a while I was right alongside volunteering um, at youth group every week. And God has just grown that. We have three campuses now that reach youth in our area and God is just doing amazing things. So we are, we are just so privileged and honored to be able to be in ministry, working in and for God's kingdom. And for the past 10 years, also, I've been in mental health, working with families, working with children, providing trauma informed care and mm-hmm. cognitive behavior therapy in schools. And that, I, I love doing that. that. That is definitely a piece of my heart being able to help people where they're at and giving them practical ways to overcome um, where they want to go from here to there. And so it's just bringing that mental health and bringing the emotional health and then because I love Jesus and want to you know serve him there was definitely god moments in 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 that time too that I was able to share with families um just model that love of Jesus mm-hmm. and
0: I lo- I would love to hear, I would yeah. love to hear one of your god moments because I feel like honestly Beth and even though we're going to talk about your books and the ways god is using you writing Like that's a whole nother angle of who you are. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we're all coming out of a season where we're a bit traumatized from COVID, from lockdowns, from loss. So maybe share a God moment or even a way that some of us who might feel a little bit stuck, what encouragement would you have for us moving forward kind of past some of the traumatized experiences that we've all shared?
1: Yeah, the biggest thing is to lean into who God is hmm. his love. His love is what permeates and penetrates not only our heart, but those around us. And when we love people and show compassion and, and kindness to them in an authentic, genuine way, mm-hmm. it impacts when I meet with, when I used to meet with families and children at, at, at schools having that, I'm glad to see you encounter that joy, authentic joy is so contagious and so real that people question, why are you so happy to see me? Mm. Why are you so happy to be with me? And it's that love and that compassion that they feel. And then it causes them to question, wow, you love me? Why do you love me? And and it's that love from, the, from, from God. It's the love from Jesus that penetrates and flows through and is so tangible that they say, you love Jesus, don't you? Mm. You, you go to church, don't you, Bethany? And so um, they, they connect it. And then it's like that open door where they ask questions about God and how they can heal or recover in a way that treats that spiritual part of their life that needs the mm. healing it's just so powerful and i miss saying that every day um in schools i'm so happy to see you i'm so glad to be with you today because the reward of that hug it was like oh so i miss that um but i know that god has great things in this season um working in kids ministry and working with families so um it's just so powerful i could talk about that all day the power of god's love
0: i love that and i'm and that automatically shows me, Bethany, that there have been some steps you have taken to ground yourself and the love of God in order to share it with other people in that way. So I know yeah. that's probably woven into your story. So you said for tenure, you served. So we're talking past tense now. Yeah. And, and so tell us kind of what's been happening since that season, the season you're in now.
1: So I, the Lord kind of prepared me while like two years ago, there is a shift going to happen in your life, Bethany. He really prepared me. And so I just prayed in on that. And I didn't want to go ahead of God. I didn't want to go behind him. I wanted to have an open door and knowing the right timing to step into what was next. And so make a long story short of waiting and praying in, in November, God opened a door for me to be a staff member at transformation church as the family life pastor. And it was something that God had already been preparing um, in me to be in ministry because that God is, I'll share later in the story about how God has really transformed my heart um, to be in ministry for women and children and families. And so this really creates a way for me to focus and do what I believe God's called me to do in ministry. So I am just so blessed to be on staff here at Transformation Church. I am excited and um, God has already been birthing things in me and ideas and I that's where I'm at right now. So my husband runs the youth in, in the sanctuary and I run the kids in the kids wing. And so we are just running <laughs> together, but um, it is good. We were excited and um, I'm very thankful. So I'm, I'm in, I'm in family ministry right now. And so that's what God has positioned me in.
0: So did that prompt your desire to write the kids books? Were you already working in kids ministries? I want to come back and hear more about your story, Bethany, but I'm just curious Where is the um, overlap between you moving into kids ministry and this kind of passion you had to see these books written for children? So I actually
1: did not know I wanted to write a children's book. It wasn't something that was on my bucket list, like specifically, Hmm. I love kids and I've always have, I've throughout my whole life, I'm either babysitting or working at camps or some kids I just love being around them they're just a genuine joy (laughs) to be around and so um I think what God when I was praying about writing and and even there's been spoken words over my life about there's books you know going to be rising up and I'm going to be writing and I one day I was asking the Lord what is it that I'm supposed to write right now I want to be obedient and I want to be your vessel and doing what you ask me to do. Help me though. Cause I've never written a book in my life. So uh, I just remember just praying and asking God, show me what am I supposed to do? And so then I just had this conversation with my mother-in-law um, Kathy Marshall and I was at her, her kitchen table and she's really ignited this prayer life in, in my life. And she's really, um, mentored me in in that and so prayer is just it's something that is so necessary and now I can't you know talk enough about it but she and she goes you know you really like pickles too and so I was like yes I love pickles and I love prayer so I'm gonna write a book on pickles and prayer and that's how the, the idea came about and then I I just remembered you know one night praying and asking God, give me the words. Mm-hmm. Give me the words to write this book. And not even kidding, he downloaded this book in one night. Okay. I wrote it before I went to bed one night. I couldn't even keep up with the words that were being downloaded. Oh. I just remember typing it in my notes on my phone and it was like a complete download. And that is just a testimony of God's power of when you ask for things, he will give them to you in his timing. Mm-hmm. And so He, you know, and he specifically said, this child, this children's book will come before your child. Mm -hmm. And that ties into, you know, challenges of messy timelines in my natural eye of when I think things should happen versus when God makes them happen. Mm -hmm. And so my part of my story is, you know, I'm, I'm in a waiting period. I'm a waiting season of praying and believing for a child. And part of that story is what God is doing in the waiting. He he's given me this children's book and now another children's book. So two children's book has come through in the season of waiting. And it's been a long season. It's been eight years, mm. you know, and it's been challenging and rewarding at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so Part of that is, yes, that timeline might look messy to my eye because it's like, okay, by when I'm 30, I'm going to have two kids and then I'm going to have this. And then da, 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 da. But God said, no, like my timeline, I am going to do what I want to do through you first.
0: That is really, it's, it's, it's very impacting for me, Bethany, to hear that side and that angle of your story, because. I sense that you're literally sewing spiritually through these children's books in the same area that you are asking God and have not yet seen the desires of your heart. I would love to just ask a little bit more about that. What has that been like for you and how has God shown himself to be who he is? What have you seen about his character and what way have you grown waiting on him? Because that could cause so many of us to become bitter and frustrated. And the last thing we would want to do is write children's books when we're waiting on a child. So I know someone may be listening and thinking, how are you doing that? Or maybe they're waiting on an answer or they themselves um, are, are still longing to hold that child. So share with us a little bit of, of what has helped you to walk this waiting period and how you've gotten to know God in a deeper way because of it.
1: Oh, that's a great question because it's a daily thing of praying, asking the Lord to protect my heart. First of Mm -hmm. all, um, that nothing will take root in my heart, such as bitterness, resentment, um, and asking the Lord to fill me with joy because joy is not temporary. It's not a feeling. It's a fruit that God gives us to be able to walk through the hardest times in our life. It's The very thing that points back to Jesus and says, you know, this is a season right now that is hard, but there's still joy and joy is internal. It's not based on circumstance. It's not based on where I'm at. It's based on who he is. And if I keep my eyes on him and pray every day that he gives me the strength I need to get through it, he is faithful. And so the... The the miracle and the power of God is that when we pray and ask for joy, God then gives us also a revelation and an insight, almost like a spiritual perspective. We're using spiritual eyes then to see what God is doing in our life, to see the other things that are going on, to see that there is a better and greater plan that God is doing in and through you than you could ever work up for yourself, that He's unfolding his plans. He's unfolding the beautiful, magnificent plans that can only be done in his timing. And so that's the lens. That's the perspective that I ask for and I pray for because I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to waste time. I want to be able to be faithful and a good steward of what God's given me. And so although this desire is deep, I know what God wants to do first is is deeper.
0: Mm, that's really profound, Bethany. That is, that is a lot for us to take in and encouragement. And for those of us that are waiting, I feel like all of us are waiting in some way or another right now waiting for maybe I just even posted yesterday, I don't want to say going back to normal, because I feel like that's not what's going to happen. I feel like we're going through just yeah. something new, but that's still a waiting period. That's a, that's a temporary dwelling place Mm -hmm. when we're longing for something different. And, Mm -hmm. um, and yet for your perspective to say, you know, there's a greater purpose and God is doing something deeper. Yes. It's a deep desire, but he's even doing something deeper in me. Uh, It's, it's beautiful. And thank you for your patience and your willingness to wait on God, because I'm wondering if these books would have even come out of you, Bethany, if it wasn't the way in which God is asking you to wait on him. What do you think? I, I don't think so. I think that,
1: um, if I, if I could do it all over again, if I could say, if God could offer me a okay, child or the process, Ooh. what would you pick? I would pick the process all over again because oh. of the strength that, that, um, he's cultivated faith. He's cultivated the joy he's cultivated, the spiritual things that I need to be able to do kingdom work. And I would not exchange that for anything else.
0: Hmm. Even I have one of your shirts from daughter's conference last year that says kingdom come kingdom come yeah. <laughs> over and over and over on. And I love it. And I love the message of it. And you are, you're a very outspoken advocate for living your life for the kingdom, What does that really mean to you, Bethany?
1: Oh, the kingdom. We, it's just his perfect. Way in our lives. It's his plans and his authority operating and reigning in and through us. That is the power and the transformation that we need here on this earth. And I just, I love it because it gives me hope and an expectation for what heaven's going to be like. And I just know that it's, something great is something magnificent and Jesus is
0: King.
1: And so in order to have a King, he needs to have a kingdom. And so just to be a part of his kingdom, like that to me is just something I get so excited about because wow, we get to be a part of his kingdom, you know, and it just really ties the two together. If you call Jesus King then he must have a kingdom, are you a part of it? Do you believe in it? Do you want it? Um, It just makes it so much more real so my walk and my life and and how i serve god it's it makes it real <laughs> to me so that's why i just i want to be a common language because it's coming yeah. you know and he wants his kingdom here and he wants his kingdom in us
0: mm, that's so good bethany and part of part of that daughters conference i just mentioned i know you have you just finished having one by the time this episode airs and you have another one in october Share a little bit about that, your heart for, for girls, for teens, for young adults, for women of all generations. What is your vision for Daughters Conference, and what do you see happening among women right now?
1: We need unity, right? And so God, six years ago, God said specifically to me, before the books even came, <laughs> before the children's books even were on the table here, um, he said, I want to spend time with my daughters. Will you create an opportunity for that? And I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what it looked like. Angela, I was scared. (laughs) I was like, what am I going to do? I am not qualified to run a conference. I am not qualified. So all these thoughts, right? I could have easily talked myself out of this because of intimidation or not knowing what to do, but I chose to be obedient because I wanted to please the father. I wanted to please Jesus. And so I said, yes. And so I was something that would gather his daughter so that Jesus can spend time with them because we just need sometimes to create space and time to be with him, to take off all the hats, all the roles and just be his daughter because that's who we are. And so that's how it all started. And I call it Daughters Conference because it has to do with identity of who we are. And it's about spending time with our father. And so it is a night where uh, women of all generations can come, no matter how old or young you are, to begin to truly understand your identity in Jesus, to stand firm who we are as kingdom daughters. And so that's how it started and, and it just has continued to grow. We now have one in Altoona and Pittsburgh. Um, so we are, you know, twice a year, we are providing these moments where daughters can come and experience God's love, but also start to really know it. Mm-hmm. We want to create an opportunity for them to know it. So,
0: and that's really a whole cool, Yeah. And that's full circle from where we started that your heart really in all of these areas is to be a a conduit for the love of God to people, whether it's through your, your counseling and, and, and sitting with people and saying, it's good to see you and helping them to experience and encounter the love of God or the daughter's conference where you said, I just want to create a space where they can encounter the love of God. Obviously you're encountering the love of God through your prayer life, through waiting on him through your, your profound insight of saying, I would not trade the process that I've been mm-hmm. through. And that's a word for someone today to even to grab a hold of that word for you. Don't resist the process that God is taking you through, mm-hmm. because if you can embrace it, then he can do so much more than what we would have ever imagined. And I would love to talk with you all day, Bethany. I wish I had all day. But I want to talk for just a moment, um, and then I'm going to ask you one last question, but share a little bit about what, you know, moms, dads, grandmas, granddads, anyone who wants to get a hold of your your kids' books, they're so great. And we think of them being, they're cute, the pickles in prayer, the pineapples in praise, but there's also a lot of depth there And that of all the topics that you chose to cover, you you honed in on critical pieces of what we all need, but especially children, prayer and praise. Why were you drawn to those particular topics in writing these books for children?
1: I think it's so important to start having conversation with with kids about prayer. Why do we pray? Do Mm -hmm. we even believe prayer works? Do we believe prayer is effective? And so when I go within prayer right here. Um, God just downloaded a beautiful picture of how our prayers are like seeds and how we plant them down and we lay our prayer and our request before him. And then we wait because we don't always get an answer right away. And it's teaching that there is patience in prayer, but there's also power in prayer because the hope and the faith factor is that in God's timing, it will happen. Mm. It will come forth in the right season. It will come forth. So I just wanted to plant that seed in kids because it's so important for them to understand that, yes, we might pray for things today, but they might not happen right away. And that's okay. That's how faith can grow. And that's how a cucumber Plant grows. It takes time, you know, the seeds planted, and then it takes the watering and the cultivating and the sun and everything to come so that it can grow. And then we wait and then we watch and then it comes. So it's just teaching that prayer as a process. The second one is the pineapples and praise. And this one, Is relating the crown of the pineapple to the crowns that we're going to receive in heaven. And it's starting that conversation of what it's going to be like when we receive that crown. And we're going to lay it before him because a quick pineapple fact is to plant a pineapple. You have to lay the crown in the ground and plant it. No. Yes. Wow. And then the pineapple is grown from the crown. So it is a physical representation of laying the pineapple in the ground. Mm -hmm. And we, as his sons and daughters are going to lay our crowns down at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so it is something just to tie in to be, to be fun, but also powerful because it's like, yes, we are getting crowns. We are going to be praising Jesus and we are created to praise Jesus. And so
0: it's talking about that and having that
1: conversation with kids.
0: I love it. And this episode airs right before Mother's Day. So what a wonderful opportunity. If you're a mom listening, if you're a grandma listening, buy this for your kids. I know it's a mom's day, but you're a mom or maybe you're not a mom. And just like Bethany, you want to sew into someone else's life. And, or, you know, a mom, or you know, a woman who's waiting to be a mom. So there's so many ways this book, these books can bless children. And, and I was even blessed by, I don't have it in front of me, but I have a copy of Pickles and Prayer. I'm going to, get, but going to be getting a copies of Pineapples and Praise. And I was even personally blessed by it. And you can see even in the way that you described the book about Pickles and Prayer, your own waiting story in there and the way that you uniquely crafted that to where now generations are going to reap the benefit, Bethany, of your willingness to wait on God and to be faithful. I'm literally getting choked up because I know how long you've been waiting. And I'm just believing with you that you sowing these literal seeds, it's going to reap such a harvest. So I just want to encourage our listeners go, don't just get one copy, just get all the copies, get a bunch of copies. Where can they find the books, Bethany?
1: They can actually find them on Amazon. That's the most um, efficient, easy way to just order them and have them ready. But You can also order them on Walmart online um, and write directly to me. So if you want to shoot me an email, it's bethanymarshall87 at gmail.com. I would be happy to send you a signed copy. Pickles and Prayer is on Amazon. Um, It's an ebook and also print, and it's also available in Spanish. So there are two options for you. And... Pickles and Prayer Spanish edition is was really developed as a ministry um, tool for a refuge church in Colombia, mm-hmm. um, and that's a whole other story for a whole other day. Oh. But um, kids in the streets of Colombia are getting this oh. Pinos Irizos book, and they are reading about prayer in Colombia. So I get so excited when I talk about that. Mm-hmm. Pineapples and Praise is also available, ebook and print on Amazon as well.
0: I love it. I love it, Bethany. And I know you're really active on Instagram. So, how can they follow you on Instagram as well? Because I know you post a lot of updates about daughter's conference, about um, life, and about, of course, the books. Absolutely. So, you can follow me
1: on Instagram, Bethany Marshall eighty seven, and. Facebook, I have a Facebook, Bethany Marshall, but I also have an author page, Bethany Marshall slash author. So you can definitely follow each one of those um, platforms and I'll be happy to connect with you on there.
0: Awesome. So wherever you want to find books, guys, go out and get, you can hear just in Bethany's story and her, um, just if you're watching, you can see it in her face. If you're listening, you can hear it in her voice. The love she has for people and um, the love she has first and foremost for For her savior and Mm -hmm. and her willingness to just cultivate such a deep love relationship with him that it can't help but spill over to the rest of us so we're just, Mm -hmm. we're just grateful recipients, (laughs) Bethany of your personal prayer life that has that has rooted deep Um, in the face of, of difficulty and adversity and the way that you've continued to love people so well, you love your people so well, and you are loved so well. There's so many people that love you and are so blessed by you and your voice in this generation. So before you pray over us in just a moment, I love to ask one last question and I don't want to guess because I'm, I'm normally, I guess wrong anyway, but I'm just curious to know when you get to heaven, other than Jesus, what Bible character do you want to meet Bethany and is there anything that's pressing that you want to ask them?
1: So, the first person I want to get to talk to is the Archangel Gabriel.
0: No Are one's ever said that. Yeah, no
1: one has ever said that. I feel like he would have all the downloads. That's like so the good. Whole scoop of everything. Like from the beginning. I just want to talk and walk with him about. Mm -hmm. So what was it like when, you know, David came to heaven? Or what was it like when you just welcome in everybody? I just want to get the full perspective from Uh him, even what it was like when he came down and told Joseph, you know, that he had his son. And so I just he is very intriguing to me, um, and I just would love a conversation. I have so many questions I would ask him, but we don't have enough time for all of those questions. I love today.
0: that. But he never even thought of asking him a question. So I, I just absolutely love that. Now I'm super intrigued and, and thinking, wow, what a profound, and you know, you're right. He's on the front line of me. all of these crazy encounters and messages being delivered and like paddles. He, He was the guy. That's right. That's great. Yeah. He has some stories, doesn't he? He probably does. And I just, I can't wait to talk to him. I love it. Did you have another one too? You said one of the people.
1: Yeah. So Jonah is another one because I just want to know what was like when he was in the ocean being swallowed by that big fish. Like what in the world? How long did you have to hold your breath? Like, how did you even end up and... I I just have so many questions. It's so intriguing to me. Um, just his encounter and experience with that. And then my other top two would be David and Esther. I love David's heart. Um, God said David has a heart after his, and I, there's something so genuine and, and, and great about his heart for God and Esther, her life encourages us to rise up and be who God has created us to be. And her life, I just would love to sit down and have coffee with her. And then there's Hannah. Mm. Waiting. She has a story of waiting and trusting and believing that God would fulfill her promise. So there's so many. And this question for me is so hard to just pin on one person. But um, if I would have to give you a, an answer for my first pick,
0: it would definitely be Gabriel. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And when I was in Israel, the first time I, we, Lisa Turkhurst led that team. And so there were some days that you could choose to go in a more of a small group setting, which was off the beaten path. And Shiloh was one of the options for that. And that's the site of the first tabernacle. And they're they're doing archaeological digs there so we know exactly where it was and that's the very spot that hannah prayed for a child and wow. so i was able to visit that place and, it, and it's still you can feel it's hallowed ground that god and his mercy mm-hmm. um you know would meet us there and now we don't have to visit a building to think that we tabernacle with him and mm-hmm. that we are his tabernacle we're his dwelling place and like you said earlier i just want to create a space where jesus can meet with his daughters Um, And so I just love that. And if you're listening, and I just want you to add Bethany to your prayer list that God would not, you know, not only just continue to enlarge her territory, but to reward you and give you the desires of your heart, Bethany, we're standing in agreement with you. And we just thank you for the way that you've honored him in the waiting and that you trusted him in the waiting. And, um, and by all means, go get these wonderful books just in time for Mother's Day, share them, buy them for your friends, you're going to absolutely love them. And thank you, Bethany. Thank you for sharing your time with us and your voice in our generation. It's so needed. And um, I'm so grateful. And I'm so blessed that I get to know you. Oh, I feel the same way about you, Angela. Well, thank you, my dear girl. I'd love to talk with you all day. Maybe we'll do another part 2 We'll talk about Columbia. We'll talk about more of the things. But I would love to just have you pray over our listeners and especially anyone who's maybe in that season of waiting, Bethany. Mm -hmm. Um, Just pray whatever is on the Lord's heart for you today.
1: Okay, I will. Jesus, I thank you for who you are and your love for us and how we can demonstrate your love in our lives So that it could be, Father, the tangible understanding of how much you love us. God, I know this, that messy moments don't don't dictate messy outcomes because of you. That I pray for anyone that's listening right now, if they're in a messy moment or if they're in a challenge, God, I pray that they would fix their eyes on you and the outcome, Lord, would be great. The outcome would be what they hope it to be. Father, I pray that our small desires are like seeds of dreams that you want to fulfill in us. God, I pray for these seeds to be planted deep so that you can water them and that the dreams would be fulfilled. I pray, God, that you would reveal these dreams to everyone that's listening. God, the dreams that are unfulfilled right now, the the unfulfilled promises, we speak life over them and we say, Lord, they will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that you would do a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit. For everyone that's listening, for everyone that's hearing this podcast today, God, I pray that you would fill them afresh, fill them anew, God, that you would compel them to draw even closer to you, for you are open and willing to meet us where we're at. So Father, I thank you for that, and I thank you for your grace, and we just pray now you would bless, bless, bless everyone that's listening, and in your precious name, amen.
0: Thank you so much for joining our conversation. Season 2 is sponsored in part by Worley, Dahlberg, Yao, PLLC. You can learn more about this award-winning law firm at lawfirmvirginia.com. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit AngelaDonatio.com for books, free goodies, and opportunities to feature your ministry or business as a sponsor. Find me on Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV and Instagram at Angela Donatio, where we do podcast giveaways each month. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's make life matter.